Thanks for being with us on our very special NBL Now Roundtable editions during the FIBA break. We'll take a look at each and every single team, the things that we like and some of the things that we haven't liked from the season so far as well. Damon Lowry, Derek Rucker alongside me. The Adelaide 36ers, four and seven, coming off a really good win over Southeast Melbourne just before the FIBA break. It's been an adventure this season so far for Adelaide. To say the least, I mean, it starts back even in the preseason, even at the Blitz when the import who shall remain nameless is no longer with us. And then with that whole time with only the, only the two imports, and I thought, eh, they're going to need some more help. In comes DJ Vasilievich later on, which I was on record as saying. Are you said, happy to be on record? I was, yeah, happy to be on record. I put my hand up. I thought they should have went with a bigger guy, like a Tyler Cook type at that time. But the human flamethrower has proved his worth. So now they got a new life, and I think they got a bright future. Rock? I kind of agree. Look, I thought that they obviously struggled. I was hoping that they were going to go for more of a true point guard in the import position. But there's always greater value if you can go out there and get yourself a local star. And they've done that with DJ. Now, I don't think he's playing great basketball yet, but he's brought an intangible. He's brought confidence. He's brought will. He's brought a bit of his mojo to that team. And you can see how it's lifted everybody else around it. Now, we're going to grade each team mm. numerically or alphabetically, I should say. How have you graded the Adelaide 36ers so far? Now, listen, before we get into this grade stuff, <laughs> don't be getting all sensitive. <laughs> it ain't personal. We're in school. Sometimes you get bad grades. All that, right. That, that ever feel like a disclaimer? You know when someone <laughs> says, I don't want to say something bad about someone, but, but that's what that was. Hey, you're bad because you are. Is it my fault? No. <laughs> All right. So the grade for that late 36 is a D. Whoa. Oh. That's harsh. Ouch. That's harsh. But hey, this is a tough school, the school of life, it's the school at NBL 24. And the reason why I give them a D is I don't know what you guys' identity is. I don't know what the mm. whole, what's the purpose. Mm. I see everybody has talent. I see Galloway. I see... Um, uh, the import, um, sorry, Wiley. Everybody can contribute Isaac Humphreys, but you don't necessarily have a direction, I feel. I feel like it's kind of rudderless. Mm. Almost like you say, if a, if a major point guard was there, maybe he could tie it all together. So for that matter, your record is what it is. Yes, you put out a couple wins here and there. You don't have any big scalps. Mm. So for that matter, a D. You don't have Southeast Melbourne as a big scalp? It's a semi-scalp. It's yeah, I, I feel you. But look, Southeast Melbourne have a lot of talent. They got four good players. So because of that victory over Southeast Melbourne and the way they did it, the comeback, which was sensational, Jack, I had them probably probably around D, but I've, I've upgraded them to C-. minus. Okay. So I think they've done a good job in just showing that there is some hope. They're not that far off of the play-in position, Dane. And if they can come out of this break, this is ideal for them to really get it together and go out there and come out of this break unified, better, and maybe they can maybe they can make a run. I'm going to throw the big three at you. We'll do this for each and every team. These are three of the biggest talking points of the season so far. Number one, will CJ make it to the end? I believe so, Damon. I'm hearing rumors that he actually may be extended, which... Look, there's been a lot of gripe, a lot of speculation about CJ's coaching ability. I think it's been really hard to assess whether or not he's a good coach because of all the change in the lineup and all the things that he's been trying to deal with. I'm more inclined to give coaches a bit more leeway 
And I think CJ has shown enough as a coach. Now, I'm not sure a two-year extension is warranted, but I'd be willing to extend him just another year, keep some continuity in the coaching staff, and maybe bring in another assistant coach with a bit more experience, Jack. So to answer your question, I think CJ has the talent to get it done. I agree. Now, CJ, in year one of CJ, wasn't his year. That was not his team. Yep. Year two, brought in a guy who should remain nameless, Craig Randall. <laughs> Submarine the season. Yeah. CJ was – sorry. Okay, so this year is CJ's year. But then again, you go out and get the wrong import guard again. So I think from a recruitment point of view, mm. CJ needs some help. I don't know who that person is. I know he has some say, but whoever that person is is getting it wrong multiple years in a row. And that's when you look at a team like the Sydney Kings, when you look even at the Perth Wildcats under a relatively new coach also, it seems like their basketball intelligence department is sound. Mm. Melbourne United, you never hear all this speculation about are they picking the right player. That stuff is always solid. And I think for Adelaide to get back to where they want to be, yeah. that's what they got to fix up. Number two, what are they doing with Nick Marshall? Eight minutes a game coming into this season. Nick Marshall was touted as one of the best young players in the competition. He's not seeing any court time. Why? Well, the way I see it, Nick Marshall is a talent. No doubt about it. Athletic, young dude, can knock the shot down, can defend. But they're so deep in the backcourt, Derek. Mm -hmm. Could D, McCarron, DJ, Sunday Ditch. I mean, Trey Kells, as far as I'm concerned, is a guard. Mm. So now, what, yeah. what, what can we do with Nick? So, sorry, Nick. Because of all that log jam, we're not going to see a whole lot of Nick Marshall. And the reality is they spent a lot of money on all those guards. There's a log jam financially in those positions. And now Sunday's not even getting any court time. Yeah. And we know that they invested extensively into him. And I think in the last game against Southeast Melbourne, he only played five minutes. So when you're talking about Nick Marshall as a priority, he doesn't even feature right now. But yet, you've got to figure out a way to play him. <laughs> you got to play him because McCarron's coming off a contract. And as I said, obviously, Sunday's not fitting into the rotation. So there are two potential spots for change. But what good is change if you haven't brought somebody in, out, somebody in who's ready to step into, that, into mm. that vacancy? And number three of the big three, and this is one that you've been hot on, Derek, DJ Vasiljevic, especially now that you've walked back your, your mm. thoughts on DJ. He's been fantastic. He's throwing flames, as you say. Could he be more efficient? Without a doubt. And I think that his mindset going into it has just been come in here, establish myself, try and help this team get some wins. Don't necessarily worry about how, Dane. Mm. Let's, just, let's just get some wins. Let me get some numbers up. And then we can worry about refining everything. And I think he's probably been really effective with that. And he's also a pretty good commentator. Hey, <laughs> that was a good that was a good debut, didn't yeah, he? Strong. I think DJ, this is a new DJ. Okay, it's the same scoring flamethrower guy, but he's playing for a flamethrower. That was CJ. Yeah. Mm. CJ could take some ill-advised shots, some dagger shots. DJ at the Kings was more everybody helps me out, makes my life easy. He's got to be the guy. Now, he can be the guy in stretches, I think. So, is he? Is it take some time to, f to figure that part out? Yes, he's going to be a little bit inefficient from time to time. That's why, like you say, we need a, a rock-solid point guard in there mm. and some more direction for that team, and I think that would help DJ's efficiency. The other thing, though, going back to Nick Marshall, how he could play with DJ, 
Nick has some athleticism, some youth, some bounce, and some of the other Adelaide guards don't have that. So I think when you're looking at your athletic profile as a team, that's where Nick Marshall could probably help out and make DJ even more efficient as a scorer. Every team, we're going to talk about the things that we've liked and the things that we haven't liked so far. We're calling this plus minus. For the plus, uh, just so happens that you two are on the same page. Biggest plus for the season so far. Well, we've given DJ a lot of love here, but let's be real. Isaac Humphreys has been their most efficient player, their most consistent player, and also, Damon, their most underutilized player. Underutilized. What's a big man got to do to get the ball? You can, like Derek, he, he can go off in a game, and then the next game get one shot, two shots. That's inexplicable. Now, again, it's going to get back to not having that lead point guard that yeah. understands the situation. Yeah. But Ice, I got it down here, 13, like in his season, for his career, he's 13 and 6 in 22 minutes. Now, I know this is the era of they don't like the big man playing big man basketball, and everybody got to set all these dribble handoffs and all these pick and rolls. I get all of that. But if you can just go inside to him, he has proven that he can get back to the basket buckets. Buckets that will break teams' backs and kill momentum. Now, let me hit on that because this is vital and a position where we may see some change in trends. Right now, we're not shooting the ball well as a league from the three. So what should you do? Go inside. Look for more efficient scoring opportunities. And Isaac Humphreys, his net rating is one of the best in the competition. He's very efficient but you've got to find a way to utilize them. Adelaide, in fact, are one of the worst shooting teams mm. and have been that way for the past three years. So go away from the current trend of trying to score from the perimeter, get the ball to them, slow down the pace a little bit, and let's play through Humphreys mm. through longer stretches of the game. Mm. Also, when it's said, I'm very uncomfortable when you two agree. Okay, so this can't yeah. happen often. <laughs> when, when you two agree... Oh, no, don't worry. Don't, don't worry. It makes me feel like I'm going to We only want the first team. <laughs> Uh, the minus, the things that we haven't liked from the season so far. Damon? Not enough, not enough scoring punch. How dare you show up with two imports? Like, I didn't play in the league as an import. I was the local guy. I wasn't like you. But you just can't expect to get too many dubs and get the scoreboard ticking over if you only got the two kind of imports. Now, Jacob Wiley, he's not that scoring kind of a guy, although – he has shown he can knock threes down, he can get on the offensive glass, provide a lot of energy. But a guy that I just know is going to get me 20-plus a night, I need that for my imports. The highest paid on the team most times, and I'm thinking that Adelaide just flow too much with just two guys. So for me, the negative is you can't score enough. Well, everything's not about money, Dane, but um, my thing <laughs> that is Coming about... from you, that's rich. <laughs> Good line. My thing is consistency. Throughout the organization, you know, what do we stand for? What are our values? I hated the fact that they didn't have Daniel Johnson in the lineup. I thought that was that was inconsistent with community values. Um, I think CJ has been inconsistent as a coach in his direction. The players have been inconsistent. So can they find a leveler, some stability during this break? And if they do that, then they're going to be a very good team. Mitch McCarron needs to be more consistent. Trey Kell needs to be more consistent. Coaches love when they know what they're getting, but of course, it starts from the coach himself. Once CJ settles into who he is as a coach and finds his rhythm in this season, they'll be far better. Let's finish off with predictions. When it's all said and done, where will the Adelaide 36ers finish at the end of this regular season? No finals. I'm sorry. You got a number? 
No. I've got teams. Four teams ain't going to make it. They won't come last. They won't get the spoon. They won't come ninth. I don't think they're going to come eighth. I think they're going to just miss out. So I'm make, maybe seventh, but you're not playing finals. Erroneous. They're coming ninth. <laughs> they're coming ninth. 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 They're coming ninth. I hate, to, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be a long second half of the season for Adelaide. Uh, they've got some tough road trips coming up. And as I mentioned just previously, if they can't find that consistency, if they can't find it, ninth place is a lock. You realize New Zealand's in the league. <laughs> I'm just saying. That <laughs> you staying be- with ninth? I'm staying with ninth. All right. Ninth? It is, and Damon's just got them somewhere outside of the playoffs, but you don't necessarily want to put a number on it. <laughs> if you're outside the six, you're out. Eight. I'm giving him eight. Damon says eight for Adelaide. That's fair. We're going to collate these at the end, so you've got eight <laughs> yeah, for the right. Adelaide 36ers. Thanks for being with us. These are our very special NBL Now Roundtable Editions. We'll catch you next time.